welcome to the CRAB podcast. Here at Children Raised Around the Blind, we have two goals. Our first goal is to help those living with the blind to understand them better and to help children through the difficulties that come from living with a blind parent. Secondly, we want to spread awareness of the blind community. Here on the podcast, we will share the things that blind people can do and ways the sighted world can include them in everyday life. Join us twice a month to learn about the visually impaired community. Sorry, I'm getting this out um, almost a week late, but it's been a little bit crazy around here, and podcast episode just came out of the blue for when I needed to have this done. So, um, this was supposed to have some guests with us for Mother's Day, and nobody has responded. So, I guess you'll hear from me um, about what it's like having a blind parent and things that I'm thankful for, and then I think what I'm going to do for June um, for our third Monday, second podcast of the month, um, is actually quiz my daughter on what it's like growing up with a blind grandparent. What are some of the things, um, that she says or explains or gets asked? Um, like my mom said the other day at church when I was, um, in orchestra sitting near where they sit and she was wanting to make sure that her, um, prosthetic eye had not rotated. I'm like, what five-year-old gets asked, hey, can you check and make sure my eye looks right? So um, I may be doing a quiz with um, her for our second one in June, but for those of you listening to this and are in the U.S., happy Mother's Day, a little bit late. Um, I hope those of us who still have parents living um, reached out and said happy Mother's Day to our moms and all they mean to us. So this is probably going to be a little bit of a shorter episode. It is very late when I'm recording this because I've just been running crazy and had children who aren't sleeping. Um, So what, to me, Mother's Day means um, something different now than it did. You know, growing up, I always thought it was cool um, that we got to interact with my mom and that she was homeschooling us and all of those fun things. But, um... As an adult, it's a little bit different when you look at your parent and um, you kind of see the struggles that they've had and the things that they've gone through, and that can be, um, you just see it differently. Um, Realizing how much work my mom had to put in to raise four of us kids as a totally blind parent, Um, and I have two eyes and two kids, and I struggle. So how in the world did my mom um, make it work? How did she (laughs) do that? Um, especially considering the first um, nine years of my life, we were inside Metro Atlanta. And so she took us on the bus. We took public transportation, um, you know, bus stop to bus stop, bus stops to trains, um, going to the mall, going to the doctor's offices, all of that on her own. Um, I rarely, there's a couple of places I'll go in Atlanta by myself, but a lot of times I won't go down without another person. So how in the world my mom felt comfortable taking three kids and sometimes um, she'd watch others and have more than three. There would be, you know, maybe four or five of us that she would corral and get onto a bus to go somewhere if she had something that had to get done. Um, I think we underestimate what we as moms can do. And having a blind parent, there's a lot of things that I've seen her have to overcome. One of those being um, just... I don't know if I want to call it prejudice or um, just people not understanding, but they put 
us on a pedestal because our parent was blind and like, oh, it's so crazy that your mom homeschools you or look how cool it is that your mom's out doing this. And you kind of felt like people were always watching you because they were like, they're not just watching you as the kids. They're watching how your parent responds. Will she catch, you know, you if you're misbehaving, will she hear what you're doing, where you're going? And you kind of, I didn't feel it till I was older, but you almost ended up being under like a microscope. Um, and you felt like everybody was watching everything you did anytime you walked out the doors. And if people came into your house, it was the same way. Like the house should be organized a certain way or um, how my mom just did day-to-day life. And I think there's a bit of curiosity there but realizing like how much of a difference it is um, for me to go through those things because I'm sighted, so I'm more easily accepted into society than it was to see a blind person doing um, some of that. Some of the other things um, I think have been really cool is just all the things that my mom can do. So she's not a techie person. She's never really been a big techie person. But, you know, even before we had all of the tech we did now, she would get our homeschool materials brailed and they'd come to us on a floppy drive. Um, And then my dad would run them through a program real quick and emboss them. But that still meant my mom had to sit there and make sure that they were correct. Um, She had to make sure, you know, when we got ready to bind them that we bound the um, volumes correctly. And just a lot of that. And well, now... um, because she ended up getting a job as a transcriptionist in 2008 um, and then was let go in 2012. But for four years, she actually worked on that computer system. So I knew some basics and we couldn't get any official training. The person who was, um, she had trained, who was doing the job before her, I should say, um, gave her some basic training, but not really, and didn't really know how to do it with a screen reader for a blind person. So I learned the program enough to help her with that. And then now I've kind of taken over um, a lot of that with uh, putting stuff into Braille for our state affiliate. Um, Mom can do some basics, but her screen reader doesn't talk to that program. They have a new version out. I just haven't taken the time to see if it's worth it. Will it work? Does it have all the settings we have? And, um, you know, realizing how much work it did take. Um, now we kind of tag team it so it's a little bit better. I'm not certified in Braille, so I'm not a Braille transcriptionist. Um, I don't want to do it if it UA, if, as long as UEB's out there and that's unified English Braille. That's a personal problem. That's not saying nobody should go do it. Um, but I learned old-fashioned and I have the um, was actually working through the transcription program and just really struggled. Really, really um, had a difficult time with contractions and all the shortcuts and what words could be combined and what letters could be combined. And it just got too complicated for me because of the code and the way that it works. So I'm like, I can read basics. I can read the, you know, one symbol, once one letter equals a word or some of the symbols that equal words and punctuation. I don't really feel like I need to go above that level. Now I kind of wish I did. And that's not too late. Cause I still have, like I said, I have the books. Um, so I could train myself, but, um, you know, between that and then having to learn a computer, my mom never, um, so she got her first Braille note taker that she could take with her in 2003. Um, and it could hook to the internet and it had the, um, 
com uh, CF cards, compact flash cards. Some of you probably way too young to even remember that. Um, but it was a way she could transfer files from the computer and different things. And, uh, yeah. So watching her go from a note taker she could carry because the one she used to have, the B VBT, and I wish I had a picture, was like sturdy metal and you didn't take anywhere. It took up um, a lot of space. I don't even want to guess. It's probably like 24 by 18 inches. The thing was huge. It was heavy. It was a rock. Um, you didn't move it. Like it just sat on the desk. <laughs> you didn't you didn't move that to, you know, learning how to use a laptop and using a screen reader and Word documents and all sorts of stuff that, um, you know, my mom overcame a lot of that. And I think of people who may be in the process of losing their vision or lost their vision later in life and you knew how to do some basic computer skills or some basic, you know, even a smartphone. But when you go from using it visually to all of a sudden having to use it tactily, and listening with your ears and all the just the way that your brain processes differently it's a lot and I think we take for granted sometimes that everyone should be good at tech or that adapting to it um, should be easy and it's not like not everybody's a techie my mom is not a techie um, there's still some basic questions she'll ask me from time to time nowadays it's a little bit more from her dementia than anything else um, but it's still it's it's hard tech is hard and you get a new update on your phone and your phone all of a sudden starts doing something you've never had it do before. And that's why as my siblings like to say, they call the 24 seven geek line and I come figure it out. But I think just having a blind parent in that way has been interesting. Um, hopefully there's a, a blog coming out and I'll share it on all the platforms. Um, about some of the comments that I've made about having a, a blind mom to be put up on a podcast, I mean, put up on a blog and stuff. But um, I think one of the biggest takeaways for me and the biggest things um, that I can, you know, give and move forward is not quitting and just putting my best foot forward, no matter what that looks like. Sometimes um, my best may not look the same today as it did yesterday. Um, and sometimes it's better because maybe I've learned in that area or maybe today's just a really bad day. You know, there's a lot going on. Um, I'm halfway through a pregnancy and my energy level is still not all the way back to where I like it to be. And so there's gonna be sometimes I don't have it to give, but what I do have to give, I am supposed to give 100%. And I think we often um, don't think of it that way. And we don't take advantage of what we can give people, you know. I can give my time. That's the biggest thing that I like to give. Yes, there's money and other things that people, you know, gifts and things. I'm not someone who, I love gifting. But the main thing I like gifting is time and being with you and volunteering and being a part and getting to know people on an individual level so we can come together and we can do good and we can make things better um but it you know not everybody has that uh but watching my mom and being a part of watching her grow and her learn as a totally blind person and knowing so many people throughout my life who are losing vision and have lost their vision and just understanding that struggle and saying hey 
moms are great and moms who have vision loss or are struggling with vision loss there's no difference like they're still going to be moms and you know they make should be better because they're going to catch things and they're going to pay a lot of attention um that sometimes we miss when we're using our eyes because we we don't pick up on all of those things that they may you know the the emotion in the voice the way that you respond you know quickly or sweetly or you know you have a grumpy attitude or there's clues that are visual that they might not catch and they're like that you know what you said doesn't make sense or what someone in the room just said doesn't make sense because there isn't a visual aspect to it and I think we just don't give enough credit to our moms so for those of you listening who are moms happy late mother's day and to those of you who maybe listening and one day think, you know, you want to be a mom, maybe you are originally impaired, go for it. Don't be scared of it. There's so many resources out there. Um, and maybe, you know, you're someone who says, I don't want kids, but hey, interact with them anyway. Um, there's a blind, I said call him a boy. He's not a boy anymore. He's an adult. Um, but he still remembers uh, about a year and a half ago when uh, we happened to be in the same location. I've known him since he was a toddler. Babysat him in his middle school teen years. Um, literally just known him. <laughs> and uh, I forgot um, because his siblings are all, he's the oldest of three and he, um, his siblings are pretty close together. He never, at least from his knowledge, never really like held a baby. And um, I needed to get something real quick out of my bag. And so I was like, here, you can hold my son. And he was like, I can do what? <laughs> you know, kind of like, um, what do I do with this? I've never held a baby before. And I was like, okay, so you hold your arm here and you hold the other arm here and just make sure he doesn't fall. That's all you have to do. And it was maybe three or four minutes. By the time we were done, though, he was so much more comfortable and still um, just a couple months ago had re reached out about something else and we were talking and he goes yeah you know you're I still can't believe you just trusted me to hold your baby and I was like you need to learn <laughs> like but since then he's actually held um, people where he's living now he's held some of the little ones and he's gotten a little bit more comfortable and I'm like I don't want to have a problem like sometimes I trust somebody who can't see my kid because I know they're going to pay more attention um, than those of us with eyes who get very easily distracted with everything around us. So um, that is all I have for you guys today. I hope you have a great rest of whatever week it ends up being that I can get this up. And we will talk to you guys the first Monday in June. I will get that one out on time. And then the third Monday of June being our special topic. Have a good day.